Welcome to the Safety Doc Podcast with your charismatic host and prominent safety expert, Dr. David Perodin. Be entertained and informed as the Safety Doc discusses both best and bizarre practices in safety preparation and crisis response. The truth will keep you safe. Follow Dr. Perodin on Twitter at SafetyPhD. Hi, everybody. This is David, and welcome to the Safety Doc Podcast. Today, the title of the podcast is My Life in the Midst of a Manhunt, Navigating Armageddon. That will become clear as I go through this presentation. The last two days, I've been in the middle of one of the largest manhunts in southern Wisconsin, which now has turned into a national manhunt. And here's the background. A man by the name of Joseph Jakubowski, age 32, out of Janesville, Wisconsin, allegedly broke into Armageddon, which is a gun sales and ammunition-related gun equipment um, dealer, and stole a number of weapons, burned his vehicle mailed, and this is per the police report, mailed a 100-plus page manifesto to Donald Trump indicating uh, various disagreements with the government, um, indicating threats against the government, against schools, unspecified, just a very uh, angry portrayal of uh, life in America. This gentleman has had 32 tickets since 2001. 22 of those are for driving with a suspended license, but also um, he's had some more uh, severe run-ins with police uh, in the past. So not much of a regard for law enforcement. Now, I work at the Wisconsin School for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Janesville, which is not located very far from where this man lives, where this man lives. Um, you know, literally, I could, I could probably walk there. Um, so the schools in Janesville went into a lockdown on April 6th, Thursday, April 6th, 2017. They were notified in the morning um, that this this man had um, mailed this manifesto. Actually, it was interesting to the fact that a friend of his videotaped him uh, going to the post office, putting postage on this, this manifesto in, in this envelope. Um, that was addressed to Donald Trump, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Not President Donald Trump. Donald Trump. It's important to, to make that, dis that um, to distinguish that out because um, if you put president, that is that is indicating a recognition of authority, of title, of of kind of um, of hierarchy, and just putting first name on that goes very much with the the profile of of this of this person. Um, but has this friend record, which then be, be, is is out there. I mean, the the media gets a hold of it, and I was able to view it. Um, he's he's mailing this 160 plus page manifesto to uh, Donald Trump, and then um, later, and he does that on Tuesday, and then Tuesday night allegedly breaks into this gun shop and and takes a number of weapons then sets his vehicle on fire, and then is missing. And in the manifesto does, does outline threats against government um, establishments, government officials, and then unspecified schools. So, of course, the school district goes into a lockdown. They get this information early in the morning. And actually, all the schools in the entire county go into a lockdown, plus other, other schools. Um, and there isn't, uh, there isn't any other information about where this 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 guy could be so we have a school which is a mile long and we go into our lockdown procedures uh, you know which are very comprehensive external 
and internal. We also um, have have park a, a substantial park behind us, which which then goes up against the river. So it is a, a large area for us to make sure that that is secured, and we do have procedures for that, and they were followed diligently. And um, you know, but uh, what an experience to be in the middle of this man hunt, which is still going on as I do this recording which is now nearly two days after the event, uh, they still have not located this this man. And uh, so they canceled school the following day. On, on Friday, they canceled, canceled school in Janesville, uh, which was the absolute right thing to do, to not send kids to school because this, this person had made this unspecified threat. And when you compose a 160-page manifesto and mail it, and set your own vehicle on fire. Uh, that is a significant um, indicator that you are committed to carrying out an act of violence. Plus, you know, we have 30 plus documented incidents recently of complete disregard for for law enforcement. So, very much a heightened um, a, a heightened awareness, um, and to be in the middle of that. So. Um, you know, my my job, along with others at the facility, you know, was to make sure. And again, you know, you, you have one person makes an unspecified threat, um, and doesn't mean that 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 you're a target. You, I mean, you're you're a, any any place, any any anywhere can be be a target. Um, but you change then your complete routine into you know making sure that you have security of your of your of your building maintained students are not exiting the building to go to work sites to go um, and it also for orientation mobility in a school for the visually impaired uh, students would uh, you know go outside and practice keen mobility on sidewalks and things like that which you could not have happen uh, because of of this the situation of not knowing where this this man was um, so to be in the middle of, of, of this uh, was was fascinating um, for me for the fact that I spent so much time on high-stakes decision-making. Usually when you go into a lockdown situation, usually it's short-term. If there's a, a domestic dispute that's in a neighborhood or, or some other reason, uh, and, and, and where I'm at, they're very rare. But um, but typically a lockdown is is a few hours at most, and then it resolves. And and this is something that went on literally for two for two days, um, which is which is pretty unprecedented. So I'm going to talk about how um, how this directly affected me. So when we talk about navigating Armageddon, Armageddon refers to the um, gun store, which that was the name of the gun store, Armageddon, uh, which which then um, was burglarized by allegedly this this man, uh, which is pretty strong strong evidence to that fact. Um, so again, my life in the midst of a of a manhunt and navigating Armageddon, I am very appreciative for. All of my my training, my my work in school safety, high stakes decision making, crisis uh, prevention, crisis response, because it, it did come into play significantly over the last forty eight hours, and working with uh, my uh, my building or my facility director, uh, who is extremely safety minded. Uh, extremely safety-minded and safety-conscious, and to pair with him and to make sure that we maintained a very safe, secure setting in the midst of what was going on around us. And we didn't fully know, you know, what was going around because nobody did. Nobody knows where the, this person is. I mean, as I do this show, nobody knows where he is. And there are hundreds of law enforcement, tobacco, firearms, Secret Service, FBI, so forth, trying to track down this guy. Now, once you put together, again, a manifesto and and you you don't have a regard for, for law enforcement, you know, with being ticketed 32 times since, since 2001 and so forth, um, 
you know, there, there is a definite dedication that, you know, you are, you're going to bring forward some type of harm, um, intentful harm. Uh, I mean, my, my dissertation was a hundred and what, 74, 177 pages. I mean, if you're, if you're penning a 160 page manifesto, um, you know, we're, we're talking in, in similar lines to something as Ted Kaczynski. Uh, now, we don't know enough about this gentleman, and, and I do not believe it at all. Uh, from what I've been able to obtain, there is anything, um, you know, like Ted Kaczynski was was a genius, and you know, with his mathematical skills and so forth. But yet, to to pen something like this shows a very strong commitment that this is not a passive threat, and it beca it's not a passive threat. Also, when you burn your own vehicle, um, that is is very much of you know, you've made a decision. And something is going to be carried out in something, um, either an attack on public officials, and it doesn't matter what, you know, could be identified as a public official. And then also, um, you know, schools are just public facilities, and, and they, you know, they are such common, you know, rhetoric for targets, and, or, you know, having a, an unregistered vehicle and plowing into whatever it might be. So it's, I'm, I'm hoping that this resolves in a manner that doesn't, you know, have uh, other people losing, losing lives. Um, and I'm, I'm going to talk about how, where this is at, how I think things are going to play out. I think there's, there, there's three ways that things will play out. But um, so anyway, uh, the police are considering him armed and dangerous and uh, indicating again that, you know, they have, uh, have more than 150 officers, you know, working on this case. But we are located, you know, Janesville is located close to Madison, the state capital of Wisconsin. Madison is also being protected. Um, the, the state capital, of course, University of, of Madison. So uh, he could be in state, could be out of state. And nobody nobody knows where um so uh very selective so i i looked into the information that was available now a number of people were able to take snippets apparently on tuesday election day uh which would have been been what the the fourth um april 4th tuesday april 4th uh he went online and and kind of did a video uh, summary of his manifesto and that has since been removed but there were some people that did capture snippets of that I was able to, to see a little bit of that on YouTube and then that's been been scrubbed from from YouTube since then um, but it was in uh, uh, what caught my what caught my eye was when he had written you know what, what he had shown that was written uh, was written in straight lines, was clearly, uh, you know, accurately spelled. Because, um, if you know, if you see someone who's very nervous and signs of schizophrenia and things like that, you're going to see jittery spelling. This was very, you know, it, it was handwritten. And I would expect something that would be a manifesto um, to, if you're, if you're writing it to the White House, to probably be handwritten to try to get through. Now, of course, if you're trying to remain anonymous, you're not going to do that. But so this isn't, so we also have someone who wants to be known, who wants to be affirmed. So right away puts his, you know, his, he, he shows his friend, his friend who records this shows his return address <laughs> plus the address of the president. So I mean, it's, it, it takes away the, the, there, there's no doubt at this point. Um, but when he writes, he talks about revolution, is kind of the title of his thing. But he, but he writes revolution, um, R E V O L I T I O N. So like volition or volition of choice, volitionary choice, and I believe that is not a an, an error. That that is intentful to modify that word revolution into volition, into a purposeful act of bringing forth change. Um, now with that, I don't believe again that this person has the intellect um, and 
the, you know, where Ted Kaczynski, um, you know, reached a point of, of massive acceleration and success in his career and then, and then kind of just took this dark perspective on society, um, and then with, withdrew and became isolated and so forth. I, I believe this is someone who's probably obtained their information from the rhetoric of, of social media, from the internet largely, probably not from TV, obviously, I'm guessing not from books and things like that. Um, but also I think has a, a much uh, deeper intellect than probably what is revealed through anything he's done through school or anything to that effect. Just what it would take to compose a 160 plus page manifesto um, shows a long-term thought out pre meditate it um plan uh you know to communicate this 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 message and seek affirmation so uh very very interesting they they followed up on you know law enforcement followed up on a number of leads you know they they've they've been in his neighborhood information has been very protected very much filtered by law enforcement what has come out through um, sources, through the media, through law enforcement itself, anything that's been accessed off of, of Twitter. Um, I drove into work this morning, so I have to drive into the county where this is, Rock County. I did not, I did not observe, okay, during this manhunt, I did not observe one police car in an, uh, in an overpass, on an on-ramp or in a median. And when I pulled into Janesville, there was not a police car parked in the median, which is immediately as you enter the town, which was very surprising to me. And as I interpret that, I'm thinking um, there's a knowledge that this man is, is uh, it, it, one, either is, is not, um, you know, using the interstates, two, has, has an unregistered, vehicle which is going to be you know harder to to detect you know because he burned his 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 other you know vehicle that was known that that he owned apparently he has other vehicles i don't know but um so you know that that there's a there's a knowledge that he probably is somewhere else when when things like this happen what what law enforcement will do is they will develop quadrants that they will search so they will pull out a large map and, you know, divide it into X number of quadrants and then look at the probability. Like here's, you know, relatives are here. See if this person has, has a cell phone, if they've used that cell phone, if they do have a vehicle. Now, in this case, it would be unlikely, but, you know, if there's a known vehicle and it does have an OnStar or something like that where you could ping that and locate that. And that's not the case with with him. It's also not the case where I mean, if he had a cell phone and was using a cell phone, you'd immediately be able to um, narrow in on him. So there's there's steps because the police have not yet apprehended him. Um, you know, I'm able to look into this and say there there's either folks that he's working with um, that I don't think would 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 you know, seem like they're joining with him in this, but necessarily that they might be supporting him. Uh, or he's done enough research not to to utilize these types of things. Um, you know, what was it? It was it was The Hunt for Red October. Uh, that movie was based off an authentic um, defection from the Soviet Navy, but I believe it was like an advanced destroyer or cruiser or something like that. And it, it almost got into international waters. It wasn't a submarine, but it was, it was, I think it, like in the late seventies. Uh, but it was a foggy day and the captain, you know, it was this mutiny. The captain on this brand new ship, um, had a choice of continuing to navigate through the, these busy shipping lanes in foggy weather or to turn on radar. Knew the moment he turned on the radar, he'd be identified. And he did turn on the radar. Uh, for you know, safety of not hitting another vessel, but immediately was then identified by the by the Russian Navy and was attacked. So um, I don't know what that was, but um, anyway, um, yeah. So again, for me, it's it becomes looking. 
and making you know making sure of course that all of our safety measures are in place in in our in our in our building and and then just having a very heightened awareness of what's happening in the environment around us a very dynamic fluid uh, context so also think this gentleman uh, had stolen a bulletproof vest and helmet which to me indicates that he is expecting to be the recipient of, of uh, gunfire, likely, obviously, from police. So when uh, when you're creating a manifesto, let, let's talk about manifestos for a minute. Because uh, it's pretty rare to create a manifesto. I mean, you can create a letter of, you know, your, your anger and, and, and whatever and, and problems or, or post on Facebook and things like that. But, you know, when you compose a 160-page-plus manifesto, that's something different. So so why do killers create manifestos? I, I, I was reading through an article by uh, Mark uh, uh, LaLanilla of, of Live Science Contributors, February 13th, 2013. I'll post a link to it. Um, and and he was he was talking about the fact of um, you know it's it's the it's really the it's the soapbox okay um, you know when it's it's the you know the question of what drove you know these these disturbed um, you know people to spend hours or like in, in Ted Kaczynski's case the Unabomber you know what years developing a manifesto. And again, um, all of these people, all of these people felt that they had been wronged. So you can look back to this, this, and, and it's interesting to do this right now because I don't know how this will end. By the time this airs, this might be resolved, and we can look back at this and, and see the points, um, you know, that I'm talking about that line up with actually what happened and, and what didn't. But um, it's all of these people feel that they have been been wrong. This this was from David Clayman. Um, uh, Dr. David Clayman, a clinical and forensic psychologist. So if you're doing a manifesto, you feel you've been wronged. This gentleman, 30 plus times interact, you know, with the police, uh, documented that uh, very little employment had been fired from his last job at a retailer. Um, so feeling has, you know, have been wronged. And if it's a manifesto against the government, feeling obviously government has been involved in, in wronging him. These people, this is quoting, collect wrongs and they seek out affirmation of their righteousness, said Clayman. They saw the world is against them. The common theme is a grudge, which very much would play out. Okay. Um, another thing they have in common, according to Dr. John M. Green, a forensic psychiatrist at Los Gatos, California, is severe mental illness. We'll see. We'll see what plays out. Okay. Um, these are examples of people who have had a mental illness for a long time, if not gotten the help that they they need. And usually the mental health illness is hidden from public um, view. So I'm going to move us on a little bit here. So um, just a little bit about uh, about this, this man. Um, the police chief uh, indicated that he had a history with the police, was sent to jail for trying to disarm, disarm an officer. Um, so let's talk a little more about, um, you know, the, this 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 whole thing of, um, you know, we know that we don't have a profile of an active shooter. Now, this gentleman is not an active shooter. I use the, gentleman, the term gentleman usually because I... I am. I don't want to say you know alleged you know whatever at this point, um, and and I'm just using this this term loosely. So um, this isn't to give any more accreditation to him than what what he deserves. Um, but okay, let, let's think about this for a little bit. So I went back and I researched when the Unabomber uh, was brought. Um, before justice, you know, we go back into to 1996. So um, this is from the San Francisco Gate article by Michael Taylor, Chronicle staff writer, um, April 6, 1996. I'm going to quote this. Let's think about it. The idea of isolation is very critical ingredient in a case like this because you're dealing with a political and philosophical fanatic who has an extreme view of the world and he has nobody around him to serve as a reality check. So 
this man in Janesville who sends this 160 page manifesto, extreme view of the world, of course, yeah. Anyone around him to serve as a reality check that seemed like he was a loner. He had someone who was recording him going to the post office, buying stamps, putting him on this, this large envelope and mailing this. But this person didn't seem like they were the reality check as much as they were just recording this and, and later then said, I, I wish I wouldn't have recorded that. Like I wouldn't have validated this person doing that. Well, come on. I mean, um, but this is, you know, you're, this is someone who's isolated. We know this person wasn't working. Um, they're, you know, weren't married. Uh, but who is the, who's the reality check? Who's the reality tech check? That was out of, uh, Mr. Uh, James Fox, Dean of College of Criminal Justice at North Eastern University in Boston, author several books on serial killers. So, nonetheless, a comparison between the FBI's informal profile of the Unabomber and the life of Kaczynski showed mixed results. So, you know, when you try to profile out, and in this case, it's a little different, obviously, because you don't have to start to profile out an unknown person. You know who this person is. I mean, he held up this, you, you know who mailed this manifesto. He had his name on the return address. He identified himself. He was in the photo. He's positively identified. So it's different there, but it's very hard to profile, very hard to profile. And the profile of the assassination of President Ford, we know that was significantly off. It was like, a, you know, it was supposed to be a Middle Eastern born terrorist, you know, or, or middle it, um, extremist and things like that. And it turned out to be like a lady in her 40s who was a accountant and, a, and had a family and so forth. But, um, you know, profiling is, is, is a very... Um, hit and miss hit and miss process um so but you know they they were thinking unabomber would be in his late 30s or maybe 40s kaczynski was actually 53 when he was apprehended so um but uh we go so we're talking about you know why would somebody do something like this why would what would drive somebody to do something like this develop this manifesto you know been wronged so the narcissist code the narcissist code okay so the mayo clinic describes it as a personality disorder typified by an inflated sense of self-importance and a deep need for affirmation affirmation now i go back into you know i've had previous shows where we've talked about the sense of meaning purpose agency and so forth that, that, that comes into all of this even like logotherapy um somewhat comes into this a sense for meaning uh, this isn't someone who is seeking meaning um, as much as this was someone seeking this, this this affirmation or that I am important and you will you will take me seriously um, I, I I am important um, and so there wasn't much regard for for society obviously the you know the the police record and things like that but this is this this affirmation these, these great insecurities that that are harbored within a person um so yeah it, it, it it's it's incredible you know narcissists love to rise up in an organization they need to be admired they seek affirmation so um april 20th adolf hitler was born you know look at look at adolf hitler's rise and was he a narcissist yes of course adolf hitler was a narcissist um so this man this manhunt going on right now in Janesville that I was in the midst of this is this is someone who wanted to not be insignificant this is someone who lived in an upper part of a of a home in an older um, part of town you know who hadn't had a job wasn't wasn't married had a lot of run-ins with the law and did not want to be insignificant was also viewing that the governmental changes changes in society were contributing to his insignificance through this manifesto this manifesto is not public i haven't read it i've seen parts of it that have been posted online and taken off but you know that's the general theme of this manifesto um and it's typical for a narcissist to think i want the world to know how smart I am think about it this guy has his friend record him mailing a 160 page manifesto 
to the President of the United States. And, and, and then this guy is sharing this on YouTube, okay? Um, this, this is the, you know, the alleged, um, uh, I, uh, I guess at this time you would call him robber and, and arsonist, um, and, you know, and making, you know, making threats against, you know, public officials and so forth. But so, uh, you know, this, this guy has, has been, um, this, this Joseph Jake, uh, Jacob, uh, Kowski, um, he wants the world to know how smart he is. Hey, I wrote this 160 page manifesto. So that's why his friend takes this. So it's an affirmation, seeking affirmation. So, um, you know, when the, when the world, uh, doesn't affirm them, you know, they evolve into these kinds of, of people. Unfortunately, the reality of day to day living and its occasional unfairness doesn't, doesn't work, you know, for, for people, you know, like Jack, uh, I'm going to get this. Jackabowski, Jackabowski. All right. Um, so. Uh, you know, they see a slight, you know, he's slighted in life. Every time he gets pulled over, he doesn't have his license. Okay. And I, 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 I saw that on CCAP. It's a Wisconsin thing. You can pull up people's things. And I mean, just, just so I could get some, some background because, um, I wanted to understand the level of violence, um, you know, if that was involved, you know, too, because again, you know, one of my roles, if, if I, I, I take it to heart, I mean, is to protect my students and, and staff at, at our facility. Um, and I can tell you again, my, my superior, you know, who oversees the entire facility, um, you know, this, this was his top priority, you know, to the fact of, um, you know, he is, he is there checking out that facility literally at three and four o'clock in, in the morning. And, and, you know, we are on the same radio channels and everything like that. Um, he is, is a tremendous, um, a, you know, a, a tremendous leader when it comes to, uh, you know, s safety in, in moments of, of situations that are, that are very fluid like this. And, and for me, you know, having, having that be such a big part of my, my life, um, you know, works really, well to have someone that has such a high value on the the safety of um you know students and staff so um but uh but yeah very very you know interesting so so he's so this this you know this uh um joseph um jakubowski has has escalated to blame he's writing this manifesto but the manifesto is really blaming it's blaming of the government for the situation of his personal plight, but then, you know, he's, he's trying to shoulder like a plight of a country of, you know, this is why we're in. It, Janesville, for those of you who aren't aware, Janesville also is the home, was the home of, uh, a city of one of the original General Motors plants that had shut down about 10 years ago. Um, just, you know, had in, and so that was a major employer for that entire region had shut down. So there would be reasons for this, for this man. Um, that he could start to escalate and try to, to point, point blame and assign blame. And he did this on election day. So he did this again on election day. So it's significant to, to take the time to see if, if any of these events line up on days. You know, like there are other shootings, other events which have happened on the anniversary of Adolf Hitler's birthday or on, Col I think Columbine happened on that and so forth. But, um, for him, I think, you know, it, it coincided with an election day. So you, so you see this, this political anger and politically, you know, anything political school or whatever, but, um, there, there's also the question in, you know, that eventually is it going to come down in, in, you know, the rule, uh, uh, not the rule, but the, the role of bullying. Did that, did this person feel bullied in, in society when they were younger? It would seem later on in society. Uh, they didn't feel bullied because they, they, they felt, um, dissidents from, from law enforcement, you know, with the number of times that they had been, been stopped in, in the encounters with law enforcement. But who knows if they were, you know, um, you know, younger on, if, if they had felt that or felt that through the family. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see that. But, um, so this, this man, 
um, who his sister described as quiet. Uh, we look at manifestos. People are, you know, kind of connected yet alone, you know, connected through social media, um, having maybe a sense of community. He did have a, he did have a Facebook, you know, account, you know, which has it's been disabled. And there are, but there's like one picture out there from him. I don't know if it's a mugshot or something like that. So he didn't have a very strong social media profile. So right there, very much to himself. You can tell it right away. Um, because if not, it's very immediate for the media to go into LinkedIn and all of these different social media sites and to pull off pictures and say, here's a Facebook picture of whoever, whatever. But there's like one picture circulating of this guy. And then other, other things are screenshots, which have been taken from, um, where he's, he's actually gone to the post office and his friend had, had recorded this on video. It's just, it's just crazy. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, using social media as, as this, this unfiltered, um, uh, platform to express his extreme opinions and, and um, condemn others, um, you know, which he did. So, um, you know, the degree to which he was alienated and isolated increases the chance, you know, that, that you know, maybe he was, was trying to get others to, to follow him, maybe others to validate him through through likes or through comments. I, I don't know, you know, who... Who knows? But you you don't go online and post something like that without expecting to have some kind of recourse or expecting that you're posting this as kind of like final words to get out there before then you go on and, and make whatever statement that you are going to carry out after allegedly breaking in and stealing a number of weapons and then, of course, burning your own vehicle, burning your own vehicle. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I'm very, very much, concerned about where this is going to go. So let me run through a timeline on this. Um, so the timeline happens that schools are notified right at the start of the school day on Thursday, April 6th. And this is a fairly large district, one of the 10 largest districts in the state of Wisconsin near the Illinois border, near Rockford, um, and blue-collar town. So the timeline is that, that Tuesday, this this man posts um, on YouTube kind of this rant against the, the government, um, then, you know, it goes and mails this, this you know, document, which is recorded with, with his friend um, somewhere, um, one of his acquaintances, whether it's this this friend, quote unquote, or somebody else, notifies law enforcement um, Wednesday or, or, or notifies law enforcement early Thursday morning, early Thursday morning that this this guy is agitated. So Thursday is when the guns were stolen, the break in and the guns are stolen. And then also his vehicle is set on fire, um, which is kind of indicating this point of no return. So. At that point, what would usually happen is that individual would seek out whatever targets they were going to seek and that you would have then either an attack on a, um, per his manifesto, um, a public building, um, you know, like a courthouse or, or if driving down toward the capital or whatever, or, or toward a school, if he put that, he did put that in an unspecified. And that would be against a public um, facility. And again, maybe he had negative experiences in a public school or felt a public school is indoctrinating children in a, in a certain belief system, or just because it was a public tied to a public, um, you know, general public entity, but it's tied to the government. So it's a way to attack. Um, so, the schools, you know, go on to lockdown. Surprising to me that he did not carry out some type of attack that morning. Most school shootings happen right away in the morning because they have been premeditated. You thought about it. And think about this this situation. If this does play out the way that, that I assume this will all come out together. But, um, you know, you have someone who breaks in smashes glass to get into this this gun well and these alarms are going off while he's calmly in there collecting up gun guns he's very knowledgeable about what he's doing 
he's getting silencers that go with certain weapons and things like that and, and putting all of this stuff together. Police did not disclose the amount of ammunition, but certainly he knew what he was doing, knew what he was doing. So you can look at that off the cuff and say, somebody doing something like this, they can share this, or not share this, they can sell this stuff to get money, you know, for heroin or something like that, you know, this opiate overdose, you know, which is just kind of sweeping the country. Well, nope, that's not the case. This guy's very strategic in what he's, what, you know, what he's, what he's picking up. And then the fact he burns his vehicle, which to me is a big red flag in this case. And then I'm thinking, boy, that morning, it, going into his perspective, would have been the time to go after a soft and target of a school. And thankfully, he did not do that. Thankfully, he did not do that. There was someone um, that was reported as being cited near an elementary school per the, um, per the media and, and then reported to the police of having a rifle. Um, whether that is fully accurate or not, it's hard to say, you know, because that is, that's, um, you know, going to be hard to confirm. But with how the adrenaline must have been pumping through this, this guy's veins and, and the fact that he didn't carry this out is, is surprising to me. It's either a reflection of, you know, I've, I've penned my manifesto. And I don't need to take this step of actually bringing physical harm onto others, which would be, you know, a, a moment of, of enlightenment, um, of, of saying I don't need to do that. But yet, um, you know, did not turn himself in. So um, what happens then? So what happens then is um, it, 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 it was also, it, it's fascinating because from my window, I'm able to see one, a big chunk of one side of the campus of where I'm located. And then of course I'm, I'm doing rounds on the rest of the campus and, and things like that. But, um, buses were still running, you know, cities, the city's still going. It's not like Boston after the Boston, um, uh, marathon, you know, uh, bombing where Boston was just shut down and they're going after, you know, I think had he actually attacked somewhere, this would have, would have ramped up significantly. Um, but um, but anyway, the city is still still going, you know, for the for for the most part, um, you know, evening events were canceled, um, some sporting the, the school events and then some other, you know, community sporting events and events. But um, the buses are running. People are like, why are the bus, you know, questioning, like, why are the buses are running? Well, I'm thinking buses are running because buses are doing surveillance. You know, the buses are doing surveillance. Um, that is a perfect way for the, you know, you, you have a public communication system already set up through these buses. They know the routes, they know the area. If they do happen to see anything out of the ordinary vehicle driving fast, um, you know, any, any type of disturbance, just any, anything. So I'm going to stop right there. I've talked previously about Carl Weick's sense-making theory. Where does that apply? It applies right now. It applies to identifying when things are slightly different than what is normal, what is typical. It's extrinsic, so it uses your faculties. It's dependent upon your faculties, but also that spidey sense, that sixth sense of what is different, that sense-making, okay? So that's where sense-making comes into play, of knowing your environment, and is something a little bit different today? Is something quite, quite not right? And that's the sense that you have to be in. Now, um, there are people who look at this and see cars going by and buses going by and would ask questions like, well, you know, why do, why do we really have to stay in, in, inside, you know, why, if everything else seems like it's kind of going in, in what, what really are the odds that something could happen? Um, you know, the police are aware of this. Nothing has happened already. This guy's probably on the run. All those things are probably com completely accurate. First of all, the chance of a school shooting, you know, is, is less of being, is once like what, every 13,000 years at any one building and something like that. I mean, it's, it, it and the fact that, you had gotten into the day, the targets had been hardened. You had soft targets, which had now been hardened. It's unlikely 
This guy who produced a 160 page manifesto and the amount of time it took into that and obviously had a vehicle that's not trackable um, because of, you know, lack of um, an OnStar, that type of device and probably not licensed, not using a cell phone. I mean, there's steps with this. He's, he's going to not likely go after a hardened target. It just isn't likely. Um, that at this point he's going to go after a hardened target. Um, so what I explain to people, so I said, you know what? The odds, of course, of, of, of that he's going to, to come into to this neighborhood and there's other schools located nearby and things like that, whatever, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty minuscule, you know, and it's a sunny day and these other things and the guy, you know, whatever. But people forget what if he gets in a car chase? What if he's identified somewhere and now he's racing through town? He can turn up our road. He can turn, pull up on our lawn. And then you have a completely dynamic, fluid, chaos theory situation. You have no idea what's going to happen next. Happen next. This person, you already know an understood profile of disregard for law enforcement, has spent time in prison, has weapons on him, armed and dangerous. Um, this is not going to end well. So it's not necessarily that you'll be specifically targeted. It's the fact that in this situation, if this person, for example, is identified, and chased by or followed by law enforcement, they're not pulling over. They are going to take this thing to the very end. And, it, you know, the manifesto has been delivered with this person's, you know, statement. And, and, and you pretty much have made a pact at this point. And, you know, if you're going with a bulletproof vest and, and you know, a helmet and things like that, um, that you have a you have made a commitment that you're going to be involved in some kind of firefight so but that's what that's what people don't think about is oh yeah like this this could be completely somewhere else but this high-speed chase could bring this and, and this is the, na the neighborhood this guy lives in it's generally this neighborhood like he knows this area okay so if you know it's it's one of those things a squirrel crosses the road what is it's just known. The squirrel crosses the road, gets, you know, gets five feet out in a car. What does the squirrel do? In most cases, the squirrel darts back the other way to where the known environment is. Doesn't try to make it across the road. It's not like some crazy frogger game. Darts back. But that was the point to remind the people is I do not believe personally, based upon what I know, and I'm not representing law enforcement. I'm representing, though, my research as a, a professional researcher, a you know, in, in working this stuff and in, in, in developing books and so forth. You know, I I don't believe like our, our, the the school has an X on it as a, as a target. But you now have an individual which is extremely unstable, um, who is being pursued, who is being pursued, aggressively pursued, and if they do run into a situation with a vehicle and they do start coming through town, and you are off campus, um, we have a, 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 you have a completely no protections on what could happen. So it's, it is very frightening. And it's, it's one of those things someone could say, well, this happens like in Syria or third world countries all the time, or, or I mean, it does. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's, and that's why people don't want to be there. Okay. Um, but we look at like the Boston uh, Marathon bombing and how you know you sh you shut the city down you know to to resolve um, you know that you know that matter. Um, now they didn't get to that again in in Janesville because I believe this this person did not you know overtly go out and attack and made these threats, which. Um, the, so so the delay in the threat you know of of not carrying this out leads me. If I'm putting on my own, you know, kind of professional, what do you think is going to happen? And a number of people have asked me that. You know, what do you think is going to happen because of, of my work and my depth of, of, of experience in, in researching things like this? And Well, a few things is one is he now knows his targets are hardened. So that they, he's not going to be making a run down to Capitol. He's not going to go down to University of Wisconsin-Madison 
The district has spring break next week, so it's pointless to, to try to go to any of the schools. Um, the colleges are going to have heightened awareness. Um, so it is either going to be a targeted, like, government building. It's probably going to be outside of the area if he decides to do that. Um, it, it, it could be something where it's no longer, you know, you, you don't use the weapons. Um, you know, you could be using a vehicle or something. But I, it is something where you you are running out of time. Um, you are going to be, uh, you're going to be found. Um, and the fact that you have connections with, with family in the area, I can't believe that there isn't going to be some response back to family in this situation. I think this is a, a very smart person as far as like, um, understanding their position, their rhetoric. I think it's also going to be a very incomplete person who's not going to fully have any grasp of, of, of what is happening on this this net which is which is um, starting to to close around him um, so you're going to have either this blaze of glory you know with, with um, you know you're going to to try to inflict as much harm as as possible um, or you will complete suicide and I'll be blunt about it I mean that is going to be an option because if you are taken into custody and understanding the, the rap sheet that you have and the threats you've made and also threaded against the government and, and mailing a manifesto to the president and having Secret Service involved, um, you know, this doesn't seem like, uh, you know, you're going to have to make a choice between am I going to go to jail for the rest of my life or am I going to take my own life? Um, and my belief is this person would take their own life. Um, the other option I think that now surfaces because you broke you know you, you took these weapons you burned your own vehicle and then in that morning when the targets were softened meaning you know you 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 could have at schools or public facilities before this really became public um, and whoever called in to, to kind of um, warn you know that you were very irritated and, and, and things like that um, you you could now turn yourself in you could do that so um i i i think this is this and i'll report on this um one you know once we have this out of, of how this actually happened i believe this person is going to make make an, an attack that they're either you know formulating some type of ambush or that they they will be identified and that they will have, of course, the weapons with them and, and will then, you know, try to get into a counterattack and a, and a death by, by officer. Um, you know, which I don't, I don't know. And if that wouldn't, wouldn't fulfill, then I believe it'll be a suicide. I, I don't, again, you've, you've fulfilled through the affirmation of the, um, manifesto that that's out there. And then the, part of burning your vehicle, I think, shows a distancing from personal belongings and a step beyond, I'm not coming back for these, these things. So, um, but, uh, um, but yeah, I, I, I think this is going to end very, very poorly. Uh, I do hope, um, that law enforcement is able to triangulate in on him and, and be the ones to, to end this, you know, versus having, you know, this person make one, um, you know, strategic strike. And because, you know, there is such a, a saturation of law enforcement and hypervigilance right now, that would be it because then they, you know, they would, they would be able to, uh, take out this person. It's extremely frightening though. Even like, you know, for me, I'm driving on the highway on the way home, you know, you're looking around you, you know, kind of look at the speed of people. Is anyone passed, you know, like really fast? Is anyone kind of driving a little bit, you know, strange and, and stuff like that? Because you never know. You absolutely never know. This is very unsettling, but you still have to live life. You still have to live life. When the school canceled school for the next day, they did the absolute right thing because this gentleman, he made a threat. He made a threat against schools, you know, unspecified threat. There's no way you could send people to school. School made the right decision on that. Um, and this, and, and people, you know, this is pretty rare. This, again, this is, this is extremely rare that you would have a situation like this develop. So, um, school safety precautions, you know, was it warranted? Some people ask that. Well, what if this happens again? I'm like, well, it's, it's, you know, you, you do what you have to do, but this is, this is very, this is unprecedented. Like it's the first time it's happened down there. Um, and, and you react because 
again, this person had weapons. You knew that. You burn a vehicle. You're, bur you're basically burning your bridges. You send this manifesto. Um, uh, you take all precautions because um, this is a very unpredictable, unstable person who is also being pursued, also being pursued. Um, and people say, well, public transit is still operating. Yes, but, I mean, again, you also have a large bus, you know, which has, you know, does have some level of safety to it, but that large bus is out there. It's also a surveillance type um, vehicle. Um, and one of the things I was curious about, and, and other people mentioned this too, is like, we don't see a lot of police around, like overtly like driving around town and things. And I said, well, you know, how this happens usually is, you know, there, there are quadrants, there, there's, there's intelligence, there's information, you know, which we do not have as a public on this, and, and which we shouldn't have. I mean, as this investigation goes on, and those resources are being concentrated into the leads of where they, they believe that this person largely is. And a lot of this stuff then goes, you know, covert where, you know, it's not, it's, it's, there are things that are going to be happening, which, which we're just not going to be aware of, you know, surveillance. Um, and I, again, as I go through this, this is a person, you know, and, and people too are saying, you know, well, why isn't there more out there about this information about this person? I think, well, there's not a lot of information out, out, out there like that. It, virtually no social media profile as far as like photos. There's like the one mug, mugshot photo. Um, and, you know, there there just isn't much that's that's out there. But I think that's also telling of the isolation of this person, and then not having that feedback from somebody else, and and the 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 danger, the risk of of this person. Um, so you know, the questions people come up with, you know, will we be a target? Anybody can be a target. Anybody can be a target. It doesn't matter. Um, unfortunately, you know, people um, there were. Uh, you know, driving down the highway um, are, are, are targets um, for for various reasons. You know, road rage or whatever it could be. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a public facility, any facility can be a target. You take your precautions um, to make sure your facility is locked down, and in, in that you know you don't have people outside of your facility. And um, again, people bring up the questions of of probability, and and just in general, people bring up questions of probability of like you know, well, um, you know. It, what if we do go outside or if we if we did have this outing planned or whatever it's like the thing is we are in a secure facility okay we are in a secure facility if you remove yourself from that secure facility and something dynamic develops in this situation which is very fluid and unknown and you know you have someone armed and dangerous you're secure in your facility versus being out in that environment um and again, we don't anticipate that this is going to last. It's it lasts longer than I thought it would, but um, for this amount of time, we, you know, we don't do that. It's not a role of the. It's not a probability. You can get into this whole thing of like what is infinite and what is not infinite. You know, is the chance, you know, is the chance uh, um, of, of this happening, you know, one in a hundred thousand or or one in a million? Well, if you compare it to, and you know what's infinite you know both of those are are in are insignificant I, I i'm just saying um it doesn't matter it doesn't it if there's any chance if there's any chance if you know that being inside of a brick and mortar facility that has locked doors and is locked down and so forth is safer than being outside then that's objectively you go to the safest hardened environment so I talked about sense make, making very much important. Make sure you understand your reputable your reputable media. I just want to talk about that because under the hashtag of like Janesville, you start to see things not so much come up, but some things come up of like you know um, reports that, that just aren't accurate. I go back to the Orville Dam in California when the Orville Dam was having the the crisis of the spillway collapsing and things. There had to be a hundred different posts on there of like it's the dam has collapsed and all this other stuff is happening, and finally you know you identify what your reputable sources are on that DWR Department of Water Resources so forth and and there is one gentleman who's a who's professional who posts on that but um, the other things uh, you know just leave lock your doors leave your lights on take your precautions a person will typically go from a hardened target to a soft a soft target 
and that's just typical nature. So lock your doors, um, you know, keep your lights on in, in situations like this and, and harden that target. So um, I'm wishing you the best. I'm wishing the best outcome for this situation. It was something for me to be a part of this. It was really something for me to be to be a part of this. And stay safe, everybody.